And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. So this is a great opportunity for a Warriors plus minus because we had a fiery in-season tournament game at Chase Center. IFP. IST, you guys, baby. You guys it ready for the down. IST? IST is L-I-T. Am I right? Am I right? I've actually enjoyed it. Hey, drama. They, they want the ratings. They want the TV network. Nah, they don't want it, clearly. They're kicking people out for like a little tussle, so they don't, they don't really <laughs> want it. They don't want it. They want good, clean excitement. I've got Anthony Slater. I've got Tim Kawakami. The whole crew is in the building. Uh, so we've, we've, had a, we've had a night to process it. Uh, I guess the big question off the bat is what are we expecting to happen to Draymond? How hard does the league come down? Yeah, I mean, the answer might come by the time people are listening to this. Interviews today, the Warriors side of it, I already know is going to, the part of the argument is going to be, hey, we don't believe Rudy Gobert was a peacemaker. Rudy was trying to pull it apart, so Draymond started to pull Rudy apart. Now he extended the chokehold headlock, whatever you want to call it, for about nine seconds, I believe the count is. I expect some additional discipline because of history, because of what went down and because of who it went down, you know, with, right? Rudy Gobert, who I'm sure is going to be interviewed and speak poorly of Draymond Green in this situation. I don't know. He might vouch for Draymond. No. Yeah. Friendship. He did not vouch for him in the athletic. To <laughs> he, Sam and John he said he's like, he was trying to take me out, trying to take me out. He literally was saying it like, yo, he tried to kill me on the court. Like, <laughs> Attempted murder, yeah, you know, that might be two games. Uh, I say that facetiously. I'm just joking. Nobody's nobody's saying anything. I think it's going to be at least two and probably more. I don't know. I mean, again, I hate guessing these things and trying to put some moral stamp on it. I was saying one to three was the range that I was thinking, you know, low end one, high end three. He got one playoff game, which is like, what, 10 games in the regular season for getting ejected for stomping on Sabonis. And this is now a repeat offense. Again, I'm not campaigning for anything. I understand the argument that they're making. If you look at it a certain way, I just don't think the league's going to look at it that way. I don't think they're going to look at Draymond as a, you know, ancillary peacemaker here. They're going to look at him as going after Gobert, someone he doesn't like. The pool report is a very careful process, which includes sending the questions. Anthony Slater was in the middle of it. You were the pool reporter. So send the questions in. They look at it. They by the time they're answering it, it's been discussed with what they're going in to New say, York. Right? In New York, yes, yeah. and that's my point here. So like you know, there's been a discussion, and their official statement was Rudy Gobert was peacemaker. 
Draymond Green had like an elongated, you know, what they either called it a headlock or a chokehold. I can't remember. So that tells you right there what their official stance is. That's two plus. That's two plus, I think. I'm going with five. I think five. it's five. I think it might be five to ten. It's Draymond for nothing other than you're probably tired of Draymond. Whatever it would be, two to three is probably what a normal person would get. With Draymond, it's going to be exacerbated because it's Draymond. Simple as that. So I think it's going to be big. You know what's made this process even more interesting? And we we went through it during the Sabona situation you mentioned is Joe Dumars is now the decision maker and the the, the front face. And he can't be seen to favor Draymond. Yeah. 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 Draymond praises him almost too much. Yeah, yeah. Draymond praises him too much. Anyone that doesn't know, I mean, this is like one of Draymond's like very like he has a select few mentors in life. And Joe Dumars is right up there. So I don't know. You think it might help him in some of these arguments. But I know what you're saying that it's like nah, Joe Dumars. I don't know him at all but he strikes me as the very like old school thought like man you need to stay out of this stuff like i've been trying to tell you that like you know i'm gonna levy the punishment on you because i'm gonna be harder on you than everyone else because i want the best for you like if he i, I would be surprised if it's that much but i don't even think it's up to joe demars at this point no adam like silver gets adam heavily silver, involved right? adam silver's gonna be if joe d says two games adam silver's gonna be like yeah nah i'll be Four. Double, double. <laughs> Does Draymond send him clips of like Bad Boys Pistons? Like this, this was an everyday occurrence for some of your big men protecting Somebody you. Somebody might send him that. Somebody might send him. My question, again, I think we're thinking maybe two to five, and I, I think that is the range. Though I would not be shocked if it's more than five, but I think two to five. I'm saying five to ten, TK. I'm, I'm leaning towards ten. Okay, I, think I mean, I'm not. Message. I'm saying that could happen. Like, yeah. mean, I'm going to go three or under. I feel like I'm on the light side of this. I just go back to they got him for a full playoff game when the Warriors were down two nothing in the a first round of the playoff, playoff game. Home playoff game for a full hey, game a after game, he'd been ejected. A, what was it a game six or game, no, game five? Three. Game three. Game three. Game three. I guess. Game six was the other one. <laughs> one thing you do have to remember about that Game situation, five. and they even admitted it, it was not just the stomp, which didn't look good, right. His, he's got these WWE moves. He's done a stomp now and a chokehold. But it was also, remember, Adam Silver was like fifth row. And remember what he was doing with the Sacramento crowd? So that part. But still, it's a playoff game that could have, you know. It's, yeah, it's a playoff game, game, literally. Like a playoff game that could have hurt the league because you don't get. I mean, I guess Kings Lakers would have been good, but you know they wanted Steph, Rod, Steph in the next round, so they went against their own interests to punish Draymond in that situation. So yeah, I agree. I feel like if they're willing to give him a playoff game, that's about ten regular season games. Yeah, I agree. Ten is ten high. I just think it's yeah. No, I'm saying like a playoff game does equal suspension yeah. is like about ten regular season games. So to me, they they probably look at five as we cut you some slack here. Yeah, I mean you got to remember here though. This is these are game check games though, right? These are there's a lot of money on the line here that I think definitely matters in this conversation. I mean, we all know Draymond's been through this. We've just cited a bunch of other times. This has happened uh, famously for a finals game. He gets uh, he gets suspended. But is this symptomatic something else with Draymond? Or is just this Draymond was trying to get himself and the team revved up and saw a chance to get Goody, Rudy Gobert? I mean, it was, I mean, it was or was this a Rudy Gobert. Really. It was Rudy so Gobert. Well, that's why yeah, this that was is symptomatic be. of Rudy Gobert dislike. Yeah. yeah well, that's why this is going to be more than two games because they they know it. Like he went after Rudy Gobert. But yeah, I don't know. This was like I wrote a little bit about like, 
you know, clearly the team was in something yesterday, right? I mean, Clay goes thermonuclear in five seconds, and you can argue whether he was being held in first, whatever, but he clearly escalated that. I would say he instigated. I mean, he was the guy that had the initial box yeah, out. Exactly. Kind of like like this was a Clay thing. Out. It was not a Jane McDaniels thing. It was a Clay thing. Draymond's clearly was something. I mean, something was going on there. Do you think it's coupled? Is it separate? What's going on with those two guys? I think the Clay Jada McDaniels ejection is was just awful. It was so lame. Double T should have been soft. a double T. Yeah. I think it, the Draymond thing escalated. So you, you can't do that now. Like you let Draymond dictate everybody's thing. It's like if you kick Draymond out, leave those two guys in. Nothing changes except you might have a better game. But it's just. They they just overvalue. I mean, they want a bunch of Steph Curry's playing. That's pretty. That's clearly what they want. They want a bunch of good dudes who are going to make the right decision in every situation, right? Like that, that's what they want. If you're saying the league would love it to be filled with just a bunch of Steph Curry, yeah, that's you, what they want. Be correct. I think they didn't but, that. but Steph Curry's only Steph Curry because there are Draymonds, right? Like that's that's why there there's no good guys if everybody's a good guy, right? Like, and who does Steph Curry want next to him? More he wants, dr- yeah. That's the, that's the interesting part to me is that, I mean, look, say what you want. I mean, I know the rule, like the unwritten rule, it don't, these don't ever save Draymond, but when you break it up a fight, you don't grab the other person. You grab your own teammate. Mm-hmm. So for Rudy to go grab Clay, this is a violation. No, I mean, like for the unwritten code thing, you don't go grab nobody else's oh, teammate. Oh, and Draymond was searching for Rudy to have Oh, what? He couldn't wait for him. He probably was like, hey, put your hand on him. Let me see. Touch him. Please, <laughs> touch please, him. please. Please um, touch him. Please. I'll say this. Uh, you know, and this goes back to Tim's question. This was an injection. I don't know, you know, what vibe you guys picked up post game talking to people, but my sense was like nobody was upset with Draymond about this one. They were almost like defensive. Like, hey, look, he came to Clay's back. They yes. wanted to be physical in that game. It was the second game against Minnesota. I would say they have more of an issue with like the ejection that came earlier in the week, the one where he gets himself in trouble yelling at the ref, so he gets one, then he gets into it a little bit with Donovan Mitchell, and that leads to the auto ejection at a key moment of the game, right, the fourth when they need him. Not that they didn't need him last night, but I don't think they're, they cared too much about that ejection last night. But overall, like, yeah, obviously he's showing he's still very vulnerable to – playoff series round one round two this year like doing something like he's not curbing the behavior and he's made it very clear even publicly like he's not going to this is a guy who punched a teammate last year right i mean like this is just part of we all understand it and we all appreciate and understand what he brings to this team and what he brings to steph curry this stuff keeps coming up will never end this is what he is this is the strengths and weaknesses of Draymond. it will never change you know, as the play when it when it declines, it's just going to accelerate really quickly. Uh, and I think you know, just keep it. Just I think everyone has their you know kind of mind on that a little bit. He's a really good player. He's an incredible defensive player. But I think I am kind of twinning this with Clay. I think the Clay one might have been to me. I mean, it's way more out of character, right? We know that he that never happens with Clay. He doesn't get in fights. He's getting some fights on the pickup. I've heard that by the way. Michael tells me about that, but. On an NBA game, I can't remember that much with Clay. I don't think that was like purposeful. That kind of just evolved quickly. I think he was just hitting a guy on a box out, and I was like, "Whoa, what's up?" The Chris, Chris Paul mentioned. I don't think he was saying that just rhetorically. So like they did Clay like 
tell like stuff's out. Jay McDaniels is going to be in you and he's going to be grabbing you. So you get off of him. Like he would have that in his mind. Clay's not shooting. Air balls his first shot, right? He gets off the screen quick shot because Jay McDaniels is on him. He wants a quick sh- shot air ball. I do think there's some building frustration. We know how competitive Clay is. He's got that Zen, you know, outward personality, and that's largely who he is, but he is so freaking competitive and he is so unhappy with the way he's playing. We know how he's been at these pressers after the game. And I do think there's some building frustration in Clay, and it just kind of just instantly just kind of came out of him when Jay McDaniels maybe grabs him one time and Clay just starts shoving him back. And Jay McDaniels not backing down from that. I do think there's something going on there. Again, it ends when Clay goes in a hot spell, but we haven't seen that yet. And the longer it goes, the more of this we're going to see. And I guess the bigger picture for me is that the longer it goes, whether or not Clay gets thrown out of games or not, less he's going to play. I mean, it's just going to, it's just the way that works. The less he's going to play, and he probably should be playing a little bit less. You know, I'm not saying 15 minutes, but if Clay's playing 28 minutes a game, like playing like this, I don't think any he can argue that. If he's playing like this, and they got a guy now who might be able to play some of those minutes. You know, we can talk about it later, but Pajemski is a guy that Steve Kerr is going to play. Some of that is going to come from Clay's minutes, I think. Maybe not the most of them, but I think some of them is. Left you speechless with that one. Wow. It's definitely an interesting juxtaposition. It's been a long time since the Draymond's kind of like uh, antics and running hot has been in this situation, right? Or in in defense of a teammate or in a way that they're in a locker room, like, yeah, yeah, Draymond. Yeah. Right. We haven't, we haven't experienced that in a while. Uh, So I do think that's different. Uh, And if you juxtapose it with last year, where at this time last year, the the talk was, he's got to earn our trust back. You know, it was like, he's got to win us back over in the locker room. Now it's like, Hey man, Draymond, Draymond will fight for you. Uh, So I'm, I'm curious how that, evolves from a leadership and locker room perspective long term also the organization made a large statement this summer by giving him four years 100 million and trading yeah. jordan pool i mean that that was a vouch for like yeah your voice yeah. is back i mean you're back yeah like mortimer huh we're back <laughs> yeah i mean you mentioned it again I, I i think the difference in ejections this week is very notable like when it is petty stuff with the referee some a little of this and that when they're trying to win a game that is a lot different than like somebody was on clay thompson and i went and yanked him off you know a guy that that you know not everyone has full draymond green feelings for rudy gobert <laughs> but there aren't rosy feelings for rudy gobert in that locker room or really in many or locker in rooms the league like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know i mean do you see patrick beverly already has uh you know went on he he he's given his take on his podcast but yeah i mean it was basically like draymond been waiting for that i do think you know obviously it, if we're choosing how to handle it most people would choose a different way to handle it but i do think there is a sense that the warriors have been soft slater we've seen the messaging and the and the from the coaching staff, right? Like they they want they want to be more physical. They want to be more tough and tough minded. And teams are getting into them, like especially that first unit. Perimeter. The first unit, yeah. Like they're the ones. They've been the type that miss a shot and fall apart defensively and not have the kind of fortitude to to battle. Like they've been the weaker unit. So, I mean, obviously he needs to, yeah he needs to pick a better way to do it. But I can see I can see when Draymond finally explains himself, I can see him saying like. We needed we needed some of that because we've been soft. 
Yeah, remember he did it against the Pelicans last year. He was right. Yes, on the edge, didn't thinking, get yeah, tossed, yeah. and then post game they were like, "Oh, he woke us up. It was so great." Um, yeah, I mean, this tends to happen when they're struggling. I mean, you know, remember Clay getting tossed last year in Phoenix because yeah. he was struggling. Four rings. Four they're rings. Getting beat. They're getting beat yeah. bad. This is them fighting against age, right? And it used to be easier for them to fight back or speak with their play when it was like, hey, look, we're just going to blow you out by 20. We're going to blow your doors off. That's just, it's just not there anymore. It's very difficult for them to turn it up enough to get by the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was never the case, right? I mean, when they were on and like, hey, we want to come into this home game and handle the Minnesota Timberwolves, typically they did. These aren't the same Timberwolves, though. No, I mean, I mean, they're not. And <laughs> yeah, these Timberwolves are good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just true. practically taking Jane McDaniel's off the floor helped the Warriors' offense a lot, a lot. I'm not saying there was any intent to that, but like that's a guy who really, 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 you know, messes up. I mean, he's all offense. defense guy. He, he yep. just got a monster deal for a reason. Yeah, so. I mean, and. Now, there's going to be some tough matchups for the Warriors. They, there's a lot of, t- you know, they, they're playing a unique way. It's when they're going, they're they're really really hard to beat. But they got a tough matchups against people there because they play a certain way. I think they're going to have to change up. I think Kerr was already looking at changing up rotations. I think that that's going to happen. I think, you know, I think see Sarich in the starting lineup like he was last night for matchup reasons. But I think they're just going to have to maybe take Looney out and put Sarich in. I think they're going to, you know, take a look at what they do with Wiggins. If they don't make a change there at the starting lineup, I think they're just going to take minutes change. Kaminga maybe more there, maybe Moody more there. Pajemsi is going to play more. They've given this a lot of games with that first unit, and it was I don't not a surprise that two of the five blew up yesterday. And with Clay and especially with Steph out, we talk about that. That's just, we're not even talking about Steph's injury, by the way, uh, which I guess it seems. I think minor. it's a little harsh yeah. to say Clay blew up, though. To me, this he is blew a little up. different. He blew up. No, he, that was that was. You don't have to do that in the first minute of the, two minutes of the game. You don't have to well, like, block you can, out. Just like hey, shove the guy once. You don't have to like keep going at him. Like again, I get it. Emotions happen. But you do that when you're on an edge and you're on an emotional edge. Or else it would happen to everybody 50 times a year, and it doesn't. It happens once a year with, with most guys. So something was going on there. Whatever. I, you know, it's competitive level. I'm not saying don't ever feel like that, but something was going on there. And I think there's like it's just part of this wave of issues with that first unit that's kind of been kind of leaking out of what it's in it's in their minds. And I, I think there's going to be some adjustments or, or, you know, or unless they come out tomorrow night in Oklahoma City and the first unit just plays incredible, probably without Draymond. But I don't think that is what's kind of in the schedule here. And I think there's going to be some moves. I think there has to be some moves. I think they're kind of the, the team itself feels like this isn't going right. So let's see what else they can do. And they've got some options now. Just quickly on the Steph front, because, you know, you mentioned a very minor uh, MRI came back, you know, basically clean. So I don't know that he's going to play one or both of the Thunder games, but he's not going to be gone for more than another game or two. So that's part of why we're not talking about this, because it, it, it really isn't serious, which is obviously good news for them. Marcus? The very, but like five games ago, ten games ago when the season started, the very obvious change that was awaiting, the reason they, they kept this lineup, uh, was because it was like obviously a proven one, but the change was, do you start Chris Paul? Is that still the same question now? Is that obviously if you decide this isn't working, 
Is it Chris Paul starting or is it another move? It's Chris Paul starting if Steph Curry misses the game, you know, as a replacement. But, I mean, we've already seen they've, you know, had nights where guys have missed games. Uh, you know, Draymond missed a game for, you know, personal reasons in what was it in Denver and they went to Sarge. They didn't go to Chris Paul. So, no, I don't think it's Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul, unless Steph Curry's out, is coming off the bench. I agree. And I think they kind of want to keep it that way, just not go back and forth with this. It does make them very small to start. And they don't, you know, they're going to close like that a lot. I don't think they want to start that way. I mean, Marcus, you've been saying, you know, Wiggins is the one who might come out of the lineup and you're convincing me more and more. I think the move might be Pajemski in at two and Clay goes to three. I think that might be a way to, you know, Kerr even mentioned it last night. Kurt Slater, were you there? And he's like, yeah, I can't wait to see Brandon with Steph and Clay. I just don't. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't say other names with that. And yeah. I just don't see you bench, you keeping Chris Paul on the bench and starting a rookie. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I, I see. I, to me, it makes more sense to give Pajemski the second unit. Make him the point. Yeah. But then, so Paul goes in for Wiggins. Who does Paul go in for? Looney? I don't think Paul goes in. Yeah, so that's like, oh, you're just saying keep them both on the second unit? I also just don't think Wiggins goes out, to be honest. They do need the one guy who can guard people. Like, they do need that. And you know what? I thought last night was an encouraging night from him. I think he had seven rebounds. I I think that whole altercation, maybe Minnesota being there, juiced him up. But I thought he was really active on the glass. He was certainly aggressive. Yeah. He was certainly aggressive. He he had three steals last night, which he only had two steals total the first 11 games. He had three steals last night. Again, his problem now, because I don't think it's necessarily activity level at this point. I think he's trying to get back. The shot is so broken right now. Five of 33 from three through 12 games, 50% from the free throw line. It just looks like it has no shot of going in, Um, which, you know, is a problem. But uh, I just don't – I personally don't think they're going to bench him because, I like, they need a a small forward. You know what I mean? They just – Well, they need need someone who can guard those guys. Anthony Edwards, they – these you got to have Wiggins for that. Or even switching on to Towns, right? He was guarding Towns a decent amount. That first unit is not doing so well, though. Like, they're, they're going to have to look at maybe it might be just Sarge for Looney. I think it is because that's spacing, right? You know, another, you know, Trace Jackson Davis for Looney if you want more of like the vertical spacing. Oof. We're knocking uh, Looney down to third string now? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, no, not necessarily, but like, Lo- <laughs> you know, Looney's kind of oftentimes the answer. It is. And, and I kind of thought they weren't going to just automatically go to that. But the Looney Draymond Wiggins front line is awfully non-offensive. I mean, awfully, awfully non-offensive. So they're going to have to do some things to mix that up. I mean, that's why I think they go Chris Paul. I think they go Chris Paul. And pull Looney. And pull Looney. And now you're hoping that Chris Paul is the point guard, especially if that midi is going and he's got more space. I think you want Chris Paul on the court with Clay and Steph because he needs needs the the floor spread. I don't know how you not – do that like he's clearly waiting for it he's clearly like biting his tongue to be like i'm I'm trying this thing i'm trying it so like to, to make the change you know i've got six starters right we've got six starters chris paul is one of the six if that's now sarich <laughs> if they've got seven starters if it's now eight for Jimsky and not chris paul in new orleans clay missed the game and they started moody 
which, you know, that might be Vajemski if Clay misses a game now. Uh, so I don't know. I think I know what you're saying. And certainly, you know, I mean, you again, he said it at his press conference last night. He said it, uh, uh, you know, a few games ago. He's not just sitting there like, I love my new bench role. Uh, he's still like, eh, but I just, I don't know. The the trend seems to be them not wanting to start that way. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention, though, you know, and this is to spin a slightly, you know, well, at least add some context. Four of their six losses have come against either Minnesota or Cleveland, which are the big teams in the league, right? They're the, they're the teams that play a, a Jared Allen, a double big, Evan Mobley yeah. front line, and yeah. a Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns front line. I think there are a lot of difficult matchups ahead, I think. The two Thunder games present Are difficult various matchup. challenges. Yeah, yeah. Houston comes in late in the week. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. Like The league is not forgiving, but I will say I do think Cleveland and Minnesota are uniquely built to like really kind of bother what the Warriors are going through right now. So for those to be four of the six losses, that's probably context that matters. The thing that the thing that saves them against Oklahoma City is the Oklahoma City don't play any defense. So. They play defense. <laughs> they just don't rebound. Yeah, I'm watching that last game. They were that. That's the worst, best offensive game of the it year. It is, it is. But you know, no, that was kind of a weird game. No Shea and stuff. But you know, like Lou Dort plays defense. Casey Wallace plays defense. Chet Holmgren going to challenge everything at Kaysen the rim. Wallace is pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. And Chet's going to challenge stuff at the rim. Jalen Williams can like. You know, I think they finished 11th in defense last year with basically the same core without Chet Holmgren. So they're not super easy to score on, but it probably will be an up and down game. You're right. You guys don't think any lineup changes for Thursday then? Other than if Draymond being out, I think Sarge. Well, well, Draymond be out, so Sarge starts for Draymond probably. probably. But into the future, yeah, I think Sarge is going to start, and I don't think they're going to go with CP in there yet. Though, I mean, at some point, if they keep losing, (laughs) he's not going to say, "Hey, this is great." I mean, I think they they Sarge is the move for now, and you get Pajemski in for at the six minute mark. He is the first sub in. We should probably talk about Pajemski. I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, I, you know you wrote the uh, bigger column on him today. This wasn't a oh wow he won a rotation spot last night. You know he played thirty nine minutes, which was a stunning number, by the way. They had to have him on the floor. Like they they literally had to have him on the floor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If this goes back, obviously, you know, the funny thing is he didn't have a very good summer league. And there was definitely, like, people, including on the coaching staff, like, entering the later part of the summer. Like, you know, he's, you know, Santa Cruz, you know. They make calendars for these guys, you know, months ahead of time, like, basically scripting where they're going to be. And like, there's a lot of Santa Cruz and Brandon Prochemski's plans uh, and Trace Jackson Davis's. But, you know, he came in and camped. I don't know if you remember day one of camp, like Kerr came out. He's like, the red team was dominant today. It was like Pajemski, Trace Jackson, Davis. And then suddenly a week later, Steve Kerr's like, oh, he leads the team in deflections. We're, we're tracking everything. He's much better defender than you think. Then he plays in the New Orleans game uh, and he gets like eight rebounds in 18 minutes. And like Steve Kerr's glowing about that stat post game. Because at the same time, Andrew Wiggins had like five rebounds for the whole season. So it's been edging this way, which I know you kind of wrote about, Tim. This wasn't just like, hey, they tried him one game. Holy crap, this guy's pretty good. Like, 
They've been wanting to. He's been a plus player. Yeah. Like I think almost every stint. You know, obviously not a ton of them. I also think he goes down to G League for one game, makes three threes because he hadn't made zero in the NBA to that point. And he comes back and he starts making, you know, starts not only making threes, he starts shooting threes, which he had not been doing. That just opens up so many different things for him because he is a good three. I mean, I, I've been asking Kerr about this. Like, don't you want him to shoot threes? Well, yeah, I'm encouraging him to shoot threes. He just isn't doing it. And talked to somebody in the last night on the way. He just said, yeah, I think the, the summer league thing kind of like hit him a little bit. Like, whoa, the speed is a little different here. I can't get the shot off the way I'm used to doing it. I have to figure out some other ways. And I think he's kind of figuring it out. He made what three last night, one of them that wild banker at the end of the third quarter. Three for eight last you night. Know? I mean, he can definitely take him. We'll, we'll see how much he makes him. And that just opens up the court. For, and that allows him to space also, you know, with CP or whether he's playing with Stephen Clay. Like, he can be a spacer, not just a, a passer and a, and a driver, but. Just the passing and the driving before the three. Rebounding, the rebound. Rebound, no question. But just he wasn't even shooting the three, and he was a plus player. Then you you add the three into the equation, like that is a player that has to be on the court. And the toughness, the cock, you know, they, they love the cockiness. They know we we've talked about it on this podcast, the swagger, and it's just they could use a little about that. We talk about you know being soft or whatever, whatever that defines that. He ain't soft. This guy's not soft. This guy's got a you know freaking big old bandage on his eye because he got knocked around in the G League and he's sticking his nose and everything. He's getting rebounds. He's going at Gobert. Regular Rocky Balboa he is over here. Jack Harlow. Uh, (laughs) This guy is somebody that changes what they do when he's on the court. And they need that. They need that acceleration. They need that something. And You could tell CP loves playing with them. And they're going to want to throw him in there with Steph and just see what happens to the action over there. Like, this is how you win minutes. Like, the Warriors have not had this from a rookie since Harrison Barnes, right? They're, where they just like, this guy could help us really right now, and he's pretty good. Uh, Jordan Poole, they threw out there on a horrible team. Wiseman, they threw out there, and it did not work. This guy could be the most significant rookie. The Warriors Pat, McCaw, Pat, Pat McCaw. Pat McCaw was a winning player. Uh, Jordan, Bell, Pascal, Jordan Bell. Eric Pascal, first team on rookie. <laughs> yeah. This I guy might be better than this. good, but my goodness. Ooh, this is this is a lot for me to take. My head. Yeah, I think there's. I it's still one game. No, time. it's not just been one game. I mean, it's been <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, no. It literally has game. been one game before this, this game. He was this. a. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Of this, like if if he had a if he had if this game was like the last game, we wouldn't be talking about Bajimsi like that. We'd be like, oh man, he he can play. He knows how to play. But I mean, I think Oklahoma City would be a great game for him because they got a lot of guys just like Bajimsi. We got to see this dude guard. We got to see if he can what they do when he take away his shot. Like, I mean, there's a lot we got to see. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. The difference is he handles the ball, and I think that is so desperately needed yeah. on this team. He he gets the ball, and he goes, and he can get in the lane. He can move around on the court. They don't have guys who can do that, like a dearth of them. So it is it, really jarring because he can handle the ball uh, if – if Kamiga had a third of that ability, he'd be he'd be fine. But he, so watching Pajemski dribble, and you know what? He doesn't turn the ball over either. Like he he's running around. He looks like Helter Skelter. He looks like he, I don't know where he's going, but it always ends up being pretty good. The floater's starting to fall now too. I actually do kind of still worry about his three point shot. He banks the one in last night, or else he would have been two of seven. I just don't like view him necessarily as like a 40 plus percent three-point shooter i think he might be higher volume lower uh, he needs space to shoot it he definitely needs space to shoot it i just think that 
you know, that was the best game any Warriors have had, has have had in 12 games other than Steph Curry. Like, that matters. It does. Like, Clay has not had a game like that. I mean, Wiggins hasn't had anything like that. We've seen Kaminga play better than that. Not, yes, not playmaking, playmaking. Like he's hit threes, ah. no question. Well, I'm yeah, not, I'm saying like as far. I'm not putting Bajemsi in the All Star game. I'm just saying. No, but I'm saying like Steve Kerr has said, "This is our guy." Kaminga, oh, he said that performance. Yeah, Kaminga, yeah. he said that before. Yeah, so it's like we've we've seen it before. You know who he declared? You know, part of the the future and the starting center for forever before James Wiseman. You know, he has definitely come out and like declared guys. <laughs> did that not, not happen? I'm sorry. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. No question. Yeah. All, all this the context yeah. is all correct. I'm just saying for what the Warriors really need right now, playmaking, toughness, that's the guy. Again, again, he might go 0 for 17 in his next three games and you know, maybe commit some turnovers, whatever. But that just that action. God, they're dying for that action. They're dying for that. I think they needed it because they didn't have Steph. If Steph is not there, they will not need it as much. Well, you know what they no, need? No, no. A bucket. They need somebody who could get a Listen, bucket. Steph in the first unit hasn't been good. Like that's I know. That's what I'm saying. But but like a guy who's gonna also dribble in the lane and kick it around. They don't need another one of those when Steph is on the court. Like they need somebody who could go out. And like take a guy one on one and get a bucket. That's what they like with Steph's on the court. That's what they'll need to me. That's why it makes sense to say, hey, you know what? Now that we think about this, Pajewski, you take the second unit. Like clearly, Chris Paul is not make, turning Kaminga into the player we thought he was. Like clearly, that's not happening. So Pajewski, you take the second unit. Like you need you get the ball in your hands, do your little thing. But with Steph's on the court, I just don't know how. It's valuable because Steph was not there. But if Steph is there, like, how much will he have the ball in his hands? Like, I, I, I don't know. But they're talking about secondary playmaker. Again, we're talking percentages and slivers here. But that's like when Steph's got it and all of a sudden the defense is coming at him, can he get it to someone else who makes the defense move and all of a sudden Steph pops open? That's that's the secondary playmaker. Yeah. That secondary player has to score, not find somebody well, else. Andrew Wiggins. That's what Wiggins is not doing. That's <laughs> no, what Clay's not doing. That's Andrew, what they Andrew, need. Exactly. They, that's what they need. So if you put Pajimski in the lineup, they're going to they get the ball to Pajimski, and he's going to have a one-on-one matchup because they're paying attention to Steph. Now, what does he do with that? Like that that's a get whole to different the floater. Need. He's gonna get to that floater. Yeah, if, if he not. hits the floater, if he starts being ISO, put him in there right now. I'm just dope. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll just say I feel like that's a lot to ask. That, that first unit there. is really lacking it because Clay and Wiggins are and not. And Wiggins, yes, absolutely. That's the, that, that's the problem. Like they it, need the it would not be, oh my God, Pachemski's the answer unless they had a incredibly glaring problem. And they do. They have two of them. And he's not gonna fix all of it, and, and he's not even gonna be in there except for minutes at a time. But man, it just it's just so obvious that he does some of that stuff when Clay and Wiggins are not doing it. It'll be a miscast to me if you put him as a two guard or a playmaker. He's a point guard. Like he ball in his hands, getting in the lane, making a play. Like if you put if you put him in a position where it's like, hey man, we need you to get 25, you might be setting them up. Well, it's gonna be guards. more like the he and when he and Paul were together last night. Swing, swings, you know, they both have options. I don't think he can be the primary guy doing that, but I think he can be, you know, one of the guys doing that, whether it's him and CP or whether it's him and I don't know that's him and staff, but I think Kerr sure wants to take a look at it. Sure wants to take a look at it. You guys, I'm going to, I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit. You know, you mentioned the two problems, which we've obviously discussed plenty, like Clay and Wiggins need to wake up. You know, Kaminga's a third problem right now. Uh, he led 
the NBA in preseason scoring, I believe, which had us having, yeah, I think realistic conversations like third year leap, you know, what can he potentially do here? You know, last night in a game that Draymond's ejected within 90 seconds, basically, Wiggins is, you know, in a deep slump. Kaminga's only getting 16 minutes. Uh, he's It's a kind of quiet 16 minutes, five points, two rebounds. Some of this is on him. How much of this do you think is on him? How much of this do you think is on just like he's still not being given the requisite opportunity and freedom? I think it's a lot. I mean, how many minutes did he play? 16. They were quiet, though. They were quiet. They were quiet 16. I I do think part of it, like, to me, his issue is, again, I feel like they need somebody who can create offense. They're looking to him in that position to go ISO one-on-one. Like, that's what he's doing a lot of. And he's just not very good at it. He doesn't have the handle. But part of the problem is – if he has 16 minutes that were kind of, he's not playing. And that part isn't gone. It clearly isn't gone. You better which get I out there and you better more produce. hesitant, which I think I, makes I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So the prevent, if, if, if the issue was let's guarantee him some minutes to see how he plays without knowing, like without thinking his ineffectiveness is going to cost him. Like that part of the thing is failing. Unless Steve has decided, you know what? It's just not going to be that guy. But he still is on a bit of a leash is all I'm saying. I thought the quote last night, Tim, I know you were uh, in there for this. I believe you put it in your Pajemski story. And it was talking about Brandon. He was not talking about anybody else. But he was basically saying, you know, the fans know our team. We don't have wallflowers. We don't have powders. Like, you know, our guys. Oh, that was a Yeah, bar. you could read a lot into that quote. I chose not bar. to do it for, that col- for the column, but you could read a lot into that. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the it's been a struggle for Kaminga at times and Booty too, you know, having to like fight for playing time and and this balance of of the what the win now and develop later type thing. I mean, it's been three years of this. It's got to be difficult for him last night to sit there and watch a nineteen-year-old get thirty-nine minutes in a game that thirteen Draymond Green got ejected. You know, and the coaching argument would be, well, hey, he came out and, like, was rebounding and, you know, scrapping and going all over the floor, the stuff they want Kaminga to do, but it's... Yeah, some of those matchup-based by Sarge just matched up in their minds better against Towns and, and Gobert, although I think Kaminga was actually maybe their best defender on Towns uh, just because he could get to the three-point line. I would say he should play more. I w- it, maybe if Draymond is out for, as Marcus says, 10 games or whoever, how many games? That's just, the Carmelo just, Anthony sucker punch. Just, just put, it's not going to be 10. It's I not going right. to be 10 games. It could be like five and then another five because we don't like you, Draymond. <laughs> I mean, Miles Bridges <laughs> got 10 to open this year. All yeah, right. No comment, on, you no, know, comment on, no comment on that. But just saying. Um, yeah, I just say, whatever time Draymond is out, use that to say, you know what, Kaminga, you're programmed to get 25 minutes. That is what you're getting. You can really be crappy. You could be great. You're getting Wasn't 25. that the season? I know. I mean, I would have thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it hasn't operated that way. Again, I think Kerr likes getting Sarge out there. He's feeling more comfortable with playing Sarge, kind of at the four. Definitely with TJD, a little bit with Looney, just because he likes that you know pick and pop action. But I would just say get Kaminga out there and let him play his way all the way into it, or then you go, okay, I gave you your shot. You had your shot here. I gave you five games playing 25 minutes. Didn't really work out. I'm going to go more with Sarge, or I'm going to go with whoever else he's going to go with there. It hasn't happened like that, and there's obviously some reasons why, uh, but he does give them extra stuff, right? You know, we keep saying do stuff, 
some point they're going to have to just say like listen the the guys we're leaning on aren't doing it except for Steph we're going to have to try to play some other guys I don't know where Curry's at that maybe he's he said 20 games usually is his kind of barometer they're at 12 20 games seems like a long way into the season at this point but I, I I would use this next group of games, however long they're out without Draymond, to say, okay, Jonathan, now we want to see you play. You saw Brzezemski earn his minutes. Let's see you go get some right now. I don't know if they're going to do it, though. To me, the guy that I think should be in this boat is Moody. Yeah. He's, on, Moody. he's really getting dialed down, isn't he? He's He produces, like especially because he'll, he'll go get you – he'll make a shot where – Sometimes that's what they I think do. he hit four shots in 12 minutes last night. And he was out during the stretch run. Then he put him in at the very end. He makes he immediately makes a three like the, he can definitely do that. I, I don't know what it is. Like he's clearly do, not doing the thing that the minutes, the minutes decider likes. There's something that's not there. The story arc of his like minute fluctuation over his first three years is one of the oddest I've ever seen. Right. I mean, when you think he's going to be definitely in the rotation, he's out of it. When you're like giving up on him for the season, he's like the fifth man in the West Finals. <laughs> it's like, and they'll never say anything negative about him to explain this, right? Ever. All they love him, they love his attitude, they love his old soul. And then he comes out. Maybe it's again, it's like Looney. Like they know they can pull him out, so they do it, right? They they know he'll be ready if they put him back in after six game stretch where he, he doesn't play much. I will say this is getting to be a very specialized roster. They've got. The guys they want to initiate offensively, you know, Curry and CP and Milliba Kaminga, they got their big guys, you know, we know the big guys, and we've got their debt, their their perimeter defensive specialists, Wiggins and GP2. And that's another guy who's not getting a ton of minutes, right? Why is he not getting a ton of minutes? He doesn't score, right? Yeah, not like, the like they need scoring. They need yeah, Wiggins, they're hoping that seems to... like Moody to me. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't guard. You know, he doesn't guard Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't guard Anthony Edwards. That's like you wouldn't do that. So they've got Wiggins and GP2 for that. That's why they're on the floor. If you're putting like who do you take off the floor last night in, in the in crunch time? It's, it would have to be Wiggins, and then you have nobody to guard Anthony Edwards. That's the problem. Moody isn't good in it of everything else and can't guard that guy. That's yeah, talking about the end of the games. He played 14 minutes. Like but that, Corey you know, Joseph that, played I, 23 I, minutes. I, He's but, not guarding any of those guys. Well, I mean, give him the Corey Joseph minutes. <laughs> well, someone, you know, Steve, he needs a point guard on the floor. You know that. You know, I mean, the Pajemski thing, really, because, you know, like we've been all we've been looking above Moody, like, hey, how can he find a way past some of these guys? And then a situation like last night happens where Clay gets ejected and you're like, this is a big Moody night. And suddenly the rookies playing 39 minutes. That's where it's like, you know, but Moody, Moody did not enter the game until the second quarter. On a night that Clay Thompson got ejected with ten forty whatever on the clock, like that is where you're, there's like a little bit of a long. You can play one. By the way, well, he was minus twelve. Like some point, you do look at that. Um, and Pajem I think he had a generally decent plus. One. I would, I would, I wonder what his season one is because I don't think he's been like some obvious negative. The biggest negative on the team by far, by the way, is Wiggins. I don't know if you looked at his. Oh, it's like he's killing everybody's stats. Like everybody, you look at his two man stats. Oh my god, he's like I think the three worst. Heavily Moody played two minutes. That's plus 26 on the year. A lot of steals for 36. He could too. definitely play more. There's ways to get him to play more. Um, but at this point, he's not. I mean, and I just think part of it is, I mean, again, GP2 is not getting minutes either. Like these guys that Kerr doesn't see as offensive initiators are having trouble getting major minutes. And 
you know, uh, you can take it from Wiggins. I mean, basically, you're going to take it. He's a from team high plus 51. Yeah, he's a plus like every stint. He's it's, past Chris Paul. Huh? Past yeah. Chris Paul and, and GP2, by the way. Chris Paul GP2 at 41. What's that? Zero. Yeah, because he's had a lot of negative stints with that first unit. He is all his plus minutes are with when he's the merged minutes when it's not just the first unit. Uh, I thought it was interesting a couple of nights ago, like Kerr, I mean, he's been knocking down, you know, the first unit, I believe in the tracker. He said it again a little bit last night, but the second half of the, was it the last Timberwolves game? He said, I think that was the first time our first, first unit looked good. Maybe it was the Cavs game. I forget what it was. No, it was, it was, uh, Cavs game, so, I think. yeah. So, yeah. Cause I wasn't at the second Timberwolves game. It definitely was a game that, that I asked him a question for. And so I think it was a Cleveland game. It's like the first time all year that the first unit really, that's who we are. It's like, okay, you've been defending them all season, and now you said it's the first time they look good? It's game 10? That has scrambled a lot of things, and I still think they're kind of like dealing with that scramble, and maybe Moody gets back in there once they have it all settled. But he ain't in there now. There's no question about that. He's not in the main You know, he's on the edge of the rotation, not in the main rotation. Yeah, that to me, that's just the weirdest one. Like, Kaminga, I, I – I think Kaminga, I think they both should get like, all right, let's see how you do. At least give me a quarter of the season where you're basically in a rotation. If you're playing bad, you get to play out of it or not. But I get if we're ranking who who's earned that, I think Moody's earned it. I feel like he's earned it. Cause you know, Kaminga's getting the ball. Like he's getting opportunities, he's getting ISOs. He's getting like he's getting he's being featured when he's in, where Moody's just like. Yo, I'm a scrap hustle and stick open shots. And make, like, we ha- we haven't even seen the version. Of, we did, like, last year in San Antonio. Remember where we were like, all right, Moody, this is your team. But to me, Kaminga is getting featured and not producing. So I, I get it a little more, even though I do think. I'm, I'm, I'm on Slater's side. Slater been saying they should get locked in minutes for about three years now. So, <laughs> But to me, I feel like Moody has earned it. Like, what is Moody doing to where he can't? play with 20 minutes last night seems like a a night where you you're just at the end of the game like really he got like 12 especially when he comes back in and hits the three like they could have used that three uh maybe at the four minute mark it's just weird it's weird and he seems to fit the environment of like hey you need a scrappy game tonight right you need to like just kind of fly around the court get weird steals tips hit a three and you can guard bigger guys like they kind of need that too like he can guard six ten guys just because he's strong and he's long not so good on the six three dribblers, but they kind of need some. I don't know I'm I'm agreeing. They just it's just broken in a weird way. Then with right if Draymond is bent, there's going to be even more little adjustments and weird little things. But I I think I mean we've said it a million times. God, they need Wiggins. They just need Wiggins. Like yeah. they just don't have a Wiggins replacement. We're talking about a lot of guys who could get those minutes, but none of them are as good who as Wiggins at his best. Part of what he does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like best. the whole thing. They, there's nobody like him. That's why he was so valuable in 2022. It's still there. He's not old. You know, he's had plenty of time off. The offense just seems so Wiggins far is a away team from being worse minus 72. Yeah. yeah, and look, if like, you're on the, the on-off, the go look at what lowest, he, yeah, the second lowest is Draymond at minus eighteen. Yeah, it's been bad. There's like, there's nobody between Wiggins and Draymond. Like, it's been bad. It's that's Wiseman like numbers. It really is. It's I um, knew you were gonna say it that. Is. I didn't <laughs> want to say it. That's exactly what. Like, <laughs> there's like, ah, oh, it's not great. Like you know, Looney's minus eight, Clay minus eight, Steph zero, Draymond minus eighteen. You're like, wow, minus eighteen. And there's one below, and it's minus seventy two. I'm looking at this like, yo, who is that? Wow, that's Wiggins. <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> Hey, Wiseman got 11 decent minutes against the Hawks last night. Though. And the cra- crazy thing is almost all those minutes are with Steph. So he's playing all those minutes with Steph. All those minutes with and Steph. And so Steph, without him, is basically plus 72 to get to zero. Like, that's incredible what's happening there. I You know, I don't, you know, at some point they'll have to make a decision if it keeps going, but he does do stuff that they need. There were signs people. last night. There were. There were. Really he was fine. In the last few. He, he didn't stuck, get torn like, up by Edwards either. Like, he was fine against Edwards. The like, activity's there... been better. The concern is right now is the offense is just He can't so even hold out of the ball. He cannot. Like, the ball's just slipping out of his hands. Yeah. And he doesn't want to get fouled, clearly. And, you know, shooting 50% from the line is, is going to make you feel like that. So, yeah. All right, Marcus, you want to get us out of here? Goodbye. Adios. Have a good one. See you next time. Thunder, Thunder Rockets to close this. Thunder, Thunder Rockets. I want to see Pajemski against them young hogs on the Thunder squad. They got a lot of them dudes. Pajemski against Giddy. Pajemski going. going You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. Now we get real. Now we get in there. Like, they're waiting for you now. They're, they're, uh, Dagnone has lined up the scouting report to stop Pajemski. I'm see. also just ready for like a Pajemski DMP tomorrow night. <laughs> That's what I'm like. You know, Steve, bro. Like, <laughs> Steve's gonna, Steve's gonna be like, I didn't really feel like Corey Joseph 35 minutes. Hey, Corey Joseph hit two threes in the first. Yeah, he did hit two threes right when TK was like, ah, right. not. I'm like, and then he stepped out of bounds it. twice in the same exact two times. One of them by I about actually a didn't mind his minutes. I don't yeah. like him and CP together. Like, I don't know why would you do that. Just use him to back up. That, that's where like Moody. That's like, it. why is Moody not playing more? That's where. That's I, to me where you play Moody. You yeah. don't need Chris Paul and Corey Joseph. Was that like a five eleven backcourt? Like, what are you doing? Of course, Corey and I did agree post game that 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 uh, in season tournament line the sideline was was a little screwy. I was getting screwed up just watching, it and he, of course got screwed up by dribbling like four feet out of bounds. But it was weird. I didn't love it. It was like a JV kind of court where you're like, like the volleyball court, volleyball court. Yeah, you got basketball. Court, you gotta, yeah. Like, where is the line? I can't even see where the line is. So anyway, all good. All right, we are out of here. AJ, nice AJ appearance on the show. We did not get an AJ appearance. He's sitting right there. Later. AJ nice over in the, AJ over in his playpen and he ain't yelling. So uh, wow, good I'll, good podcast. I'll go, gra- I'll go grab him post show. I'll go grab him now. But uh, we can close the show before I do. We'll see you on all eighty two. <laughs>